0: Hey everyone, Felice Gerwitz here and I want to share with you something that is Dear to my heart and that is Saving you money. Can you use Encouragement for your homeschool journey? Have you been searching for an online Learning program designed to ground Your family in a Christian worldview? Well now you can at MediaAngelsMembership.com Our affordable membership Packages fit your budget and busy life. Now you can access Customized membership packages for your Homeschooling family from the Extensive Media Angels Library Of Books, Classes, and and Bible studies. You may select the ebook bundle, the creation bundle, the premium bundle, or the forever bundle. Each bundled set will save you vast amounts of money. Our packages begin at less than $10 and you can use it for the whole family. So, go to mediaangelsmembership.com for more information. That's mediaangelsmembership.com. You'll be glad you did.
1: And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz.
0: Hey everyone and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. And today we are going to talk about some best tips for great stress-free cooking and meals. This is episode 306 and you can find the show notes at VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. So are you planning to cut down on your planning and cooking time with the best prep meals ever? Well, I hope so because I have some great insider secrets to share with you and some I just discovered recently and you're going to love it. And as a bonus, I've added some great tips for seasonal cooking that will save you money and time. And as I'm recording this, we are celebrating our fifth birthday at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. So please join me As I thank our sponsors. I want to give a big shout out to our special sponsors for the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network's big birthday celebration. The first is Not Grass History Curriculum Longtime Homeschool Family has created a study that allows you to have children work independently or in groups. It provides narrative lessons from primary sources with a Christian worldview. Visit history.notgrass.com for more information, and that is history.notgrass.com for more information. A big shout out to my friend Kim Kautzer and writeshop.com that helps new and veteran homeschoolers alike teach writing with confidence. Presents the building blocks of pre-writing, brainstorming, writing, and revising, helping students of all ages embrace the writing process, Visit RightShop.com for more information. Thanks to True North Homeschool Academy that is committed to excellence in academics precisely because of their traditional biblical faith. In fact, their faith is what informs and drives everything else they do. Their academic team consists of experienced educators and homeschoolers who are committed to bringing quality academics and a solid Judeo-Christian worldview to your online classroom. Check out truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com And big shout out to Maggie Hogan who began Bright Ideas Press many years ago. From history to humanities, chemistry to calculus, they're ready to support you with online classes and curriculum you can trust from a Christian worldview. Visit what they have to offer this year at brightideaspress.com. They are there to serve you. You can also call them at 877-492-8081 and tell them you heard about them on The Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network on Vintage Homeschool Moms. Thanks to Luma Learning, another homeschool-run company. They offer online classes by instructors with a biblical worldview. Whether for yourself or your student, Luma Learn simplifies your search for quality online classes. Because Luma Learn has gathered Christian teachers into one covenant marketplace, you'll spend less time scouring the Internet and more time enjoying life. You can find more information at lumalearn.com. That's L-U-M-A-L-E-A-R-N.com. Thanks so much to all of our wonderful sponsors. You have really blessed me by joining alongside us for our birthday celebration. And please visit the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and our podcasters who work tirelessly behind the scenes creating innovative shows just for you in order to encourage you in your homeschool journey. I am so thankful to all of the wonderful podcasters that have joined me through the years and have blessed us because you can still access all of the audios and archives So they are there just for you, and there are thousands of them. Also as a thank you, could you please go and give my podcast a star rating on iTunes or any of your favorite podcast app? That is such a blessing to me when I see your comments and that you um, have given us a rating. So thank you so much. All right, meal planning. Are you ready? Well, when I plan my meals, one of the things I look at is repurposing the food or using one item to make several. And this is really something that I've just been doing in the past few years. So in this way, I can cook once and use the main item for many dishes. And I'm going to give you some examples. But first, we're going to think through this together and look at the types of meals that you typically eat. So I'm going to give you a list of five questions that I want you to ask. First is list the meals your family enjoys the most. You don't have to do a bunch of them, but just like the main ones or their favorites. And what I did was I categorized mine, and I'm going to share them with you, but I categorized them in Italian, grilled, American, Mexican, and soups and more. So you can do that or whatever categories you want. The second is, what meals do you make that can be frozen? The third is, are there any meals you can batch cook? The fourth is, what items taste better fresh rather than as leftovers or frozen and defrosted? And the fifth is, look at this list with an eye for crossover items, for example, ground beef or chicken. And so, as I'm sharing this with you, I still batch cook, even though there's only four of us down from the eight that used to be at our table. And um, you know, it's it's been hard to cook for so little. My kids laugh at me because I am still freezing a portion of what we're not eating. And one of the nice things about there just being four of us now is that, like, if we have grilled chicken for fajitas and we don't want to eat it the rest of the week. I can take that chicken and freeze it, and there'll be enough for the four of us. Before, I couldn't really do that or really make enough because our family was so large to have enough that I could freeze for a whole other meal. So if you can do that or even cook more, that's something to think about. So when I look at meal planning, I do ask for input from my family, and I take notes of, you know, some of the things that are their favorites. I mean, my kids would probably eat hamburgers, hot dogs, and mac and cheese every meal if I would allow that. And you know, these are okay as fillers, and I love to do that um, on days that we're busy uh, because we used to t- have to take out our, our, you know, stuff from the freezer and make it. Um, you know, let it thaw out, and my husband just started putting the frozen meats on the grill. And I've seen people do that, even with frozen steaks. That I might be a little bit um, careful of because <clears throat> the meat's so expensive. Um, but otherwise, um, you know, we do the hamburgers and hot dogs, and we just um, we tend to make both um, because people want half a hamburger and half a hot dog. In my family, I don't know if your family's like that, um, but. Uh, that typically works for us. So I'm going to give you a short list of our family favorite meals in order um, w- with you know the different categories, and then I'm going to give you um, some of my uh, top cooking tips, and I have um, seven of them, okay? So let's get started. The first for us is going to be Italian because, of course, I'm Italian, so I'm going to put that first. And our all-time favorite is um, sautéed chicken cutlets and spaghetti. So I take the chicken um, breasts and I slice them into flatter portions, and then that's going to be um, dipped and, um, you know, in egg or milk if you want. Um, some people even use buttermilk, and then I'm going to dip that in um, a seasoned um, breadcrumb. You know, and, and we do add a lot of seasonings to our breadcrumb. And then I'm going to make homemade spaghetti sauce, and we'll serve that with spaghetti. Nice thing about chicken cutlets is they can be made ahead of time, and they freeze extremely well. The second is spaghetti and meatballs. Now, I never liked meatballs until I started blending different meats. So I can use ground beef and ground lamb or um, even ground... Um, Not lamb, veal, I'm sorry. So ground beef and ground um, pork is another one you can mix together, and that's really delicious. The third is pizzas and calzones. The fourth is lasagna. Fifth, baked ziti. And sixth is fettuccine alfredo with grilled chicken. Sometimes um, when everybody's home, we'll do some of the spaghetti um, with sauce and some with alfredo and actually serve both. Um, so sometimes my kids will even mix them or have a little bit of each on their plate. All right, grilling. That is something that I probably could have had 30 things on there, but I'm going to just keep it to our favorites, and so that is hamburgers and hot dogs um, that we would serve maybe with mac and cheese and baked beans, Um, barbecue, I. I uh, will cook my barbecue food um, in the oven, and then I'll finish it on the grill. So like ribs and chicken, obviously grilled chicken on the grill is delicious, and steaks. Um, the third is American, uh, what I would consider you know, more of Americana, like chicken pot pie with biscuits in a salad, um, pulled pork with coleslaw and beans, chicken tenders, and roasts. And the fourth is Mexican meals. Um, We love the grilled chicken with fajita seasoning that I'll marinate in the refrigerator in the morning and then we'll grill that later on. Uh, Tortilla shells, guacamole, shredded cheese, rice and black beans. I mean, what's not to love? Uh, Chicken enchiladas. A lot of times if we have a lot, we would make extra grilled fajita chicken and then I would use that in my enchiladas and freeze it. The third is tacos with chicken or ground beef and that's super yummy the fifth is soup so chicken soup french onion soup chili um, vegetable soup whatever are your favorites there um, that you can add to and um, there are you know so many different things that you can do there so your list may or may not look like mine. Some of the missing elements are fish and pot roast. And while classics, in many families, mine has never enjoyed pot roast. Um, my husband grew up with it and loves it. I have just not um, perfected it, and my kids don't like any fat in their meat, so it's not a um, a winner for them. I love beef stew, and they won't eat it. So that's another thing that um, you know we don't make anymore. And I absolutely love fish, and I often eat it when we. go out to eat. That's what I will eat because I don't get it as much at home. Yes, my family will eat fish sticks. I don't consider that fish, um, but they like it. And so um, this is a favorite meal. Um, You know, This isn't a favorite meal, I'm sorry, and I didn't want to add it to the list. But if you get good fish locally and you can get your family to eat it, I probably would eat it daily if I could. So as you can see, there are many meals with the following um, that I'm going to give you the following cooking tips. So there are many meals that can be made frozen or used as crossovers. So I'm going to give you some examples. So cooking tip number one is ground beef. Um, if I buy ground beef in bulk, I can make quite a few dishes at one time for various meals. Now, again, if I'm going to make meatballs and I'm going to make sure I have some of that other meat, I never thought I liked meatballs because typically the meatballs that I had other than within my home um, were super seasoned. My dad was not afraid to put you know, minced cloves of garlic in his meatballs and use like every combination of meat known to man. I like just a couple of the different meats like either a ground beef and pork or ground beef and veal. Um, He would do all three and I felt like it was, um, you know, it depends on your palate. So however you want to make it. So for um, ground beef, I would ground it and I would use it for tacos, chili, lasagna. You can freeze it unseasoned and just label the amount you have in there. You've made If you've cooked a long time like I have, you know about how much ground beef you're going to need for different dishes. I actually put a lot of ground beef in my lasagna. My dad did not. And I always talk about my dad because my dad was a chef and owned his own Italian restaurant, and I grew up learning to cook from him. But he um, liked more of the cheeses and the ricotta, whereas I love the cheeses and the ricotta and the... The ground beef and having more ground beef in your lasagna means you eat smaller portions because it is more filling. Um, So, I would you know label it like for a typical lasagna, I need about a cup and a half to two cups of ground beef. So, I just make sure that my frozen uh, ground beef is ready, and it's super nice because I don't have to spend all that laborious time doing it, I can just pull it out of the freezer. you know, if you make meatballs, they freeze extremely well. You can either cook them, and I cook my meatballs in the oven. Um, it works really great. And, um, and so you can, like, cook them halfway and then freeze them and just label them. Uh, you can form hamburgers, um, which then I freeze with layers of wax paper, and that works great. Um, And I put them in freezer bags and I make sure to date things because you know how things can get lost in the freezer. I also, um, this is not one of my cooking tips, but I also have a marker board that I have with, it's a magnetic marker board that is on my freezer and I put on there what is in the freezer so I can just look at it. And when I take things out, I wipe it off. So like if it has uh, ground beef bags, I will have tallies beside you know, the amounts. When I take one out, I wipe off a tally, and that works great. Cooking tip number two, chicken. I can cook two chickens in the Instapot. I do have to cut them up to make them fit, and I can use this for chicken pot pies, for soup, uh, for chicken and gravy over biscuits, for chicken salad, for chicken tacos, for barbecue, although my family prefers grilled chicken for the barbecue, Um, And I can also use it for um, enchiladas. Again, they like the taste of the grilled in the enchiladas better, but that is an option. Um, The the third uh, tip is grilling. You can grill chicken ahead of time. And again, that freezes great. So you can have grilled chicken um, that either is uh, seasoned for Mexican food, enchiladas, tacos, or have some grilled chicken separately for um, barbecue chicken. And then when I have any leftovers, I shred the chicken and put it in a container just so it's easy um, when they take it out to heat it rather than having the whole bone, um, which never heats up right. The fourth cooking tip is frozen uh, meals. So um, I will freeze a lot of things. And I've already talked about um, a ton of stuff that freezes well. But um, grilled chicken freezes well. The um, chicken cutlets freeze well, uh, meatballs, uh, lasagna, um, baked ziti freeze as well, but you have to make sure to put enough sauce in your baked ziti. I cannot tell you how many potlucks I've been to where the baked ziti is so dry Um, I want baked ziti that is moist, and I know you can put extra sauce on it, Uh, and some people don't like as much sauce as I do, Um, but it is awfully dry, so just make sure that you, if you are going to freeze it, that you are a little bit more liberal with the tomato sauce, because it will dry up even as it's cooking. Uh, So any of those things, enchiladas... Um, Are a great thing, and when I do those, I do not put them in the sauce. So I, I put the, the. um, Actually, I have a homemade um, enchilada sauce that I use, and I put a little bit of the sauce, some strips of grilled chicken, uh, and then some of the uh, cheese, and then I roll it, and I put it on a cookie sheet on wax paper. I freeze them, and then once they are frozen, I take them off a couple hours later and put them in a Ziploc bag, and I portion them per meal. So that's a wonderful uh, quick thing that I can take out. And I also make enough enchilada sauce so that um, I can serve it. And just if you have sour cream um, or don't tell my family, I tend to substitute unsweetened um, yogurt, uh, the Greek yogurt, and they don't know the difference. So I feel like it's a little bit of a healthier option. Um, so that is a great thing. So casseroles, uh, lasagna and baked ziti are great casseroles. Uh, you can make these ahead of time and you can also freeze those. Uh, you know, if you do defrost them in the refrigerator, um, as I shared with you, enchiladas freeze well, um, and I freeze them individually Um, I don't pour the sauce on it until I'm ready to bake them. So what other casseroles you like, if you have like a chicken casserole or a beef stew or something like that, um, those do freeze well. Just make sure that, you know, you look online because some things have like less uh, time. Like lasagna, I know freeze is great for six months, so um, I, I can attest to that cooking tip number six, additional meals. So that would be things like, um, and these are quickies. So if you have um, baked potatoes that you've made ahead of time, and I love to make um, baked potatoes um, in the oven, not in the microwave, but you can have all kinds of potato toppings and use that. For those of you that are um, watching um, how you eat, and maybe you are not doing potatoes. There are some delicious uh, summer squashes. I bought one. I had no idea what it was, but it looked like um, a fat zucchini, for lack of a better term. You, we sliced it um, in little um, pieces, but you could actually you you know scoop it out, clean, you know cut it in half, scoop out any seeds. And then you could use that for ground beef or toppings. It had it showed in, on the label of the, and I can't remember what the exact name of it was, but it showed on the label, the package label, that you could just put um, pizza sauce and pepperoni on it and eat it like that. So for those who can't do gluten um, or who don't want to do potato, but you could do like a zucchini and top it with um, things such as ground beef, you know, Cheese, veggies, chopped ham, whatever that is. We used to do that uh, for meals all the time when the kids were younger. Uh, salad bars—you can recreate the toppings of your favorite restaurants and have soup and salad bar for the for your meal. Uh, rotisserie chicken. We use the leftovers for chicken salad, which are so great. Which is so great. And you can also freeze the rotisserie. You can also use it for soup. Uh, So that's another um, idea. Um, Breakfast for dinner. Uh, My son is in college now, and he often will uh, send me a picture of him eating a short stack of pancakes, scrambled eggs and um, like some ham that's like from sandwich ham that he's eating for breakfast or for dinner. So um, that's an idea. And then one pot or one skillet meals and add a salad. You can do this with stir fry or stew. And I've been making some awesome stir fries using um, bok choy and leeks. And I never in my life had ever cooked with leeks before, but those two with some like coconut amino acids taste delicious. And I've been, um, experimenting with that. I'll have to do another podcast on my stir fries. Once I perfect them a little bit more and I'm actually measuring right now, I'm just doing it to taste. So I can't share it with you if I'm just doing it to taste, but it's um, great. And then we've just put in some uh, grilled chicken or I, had, um, I actually took some cubes of raw chicken and cooked it um, in a little bit of the um, either unflavored coconut oil or ghee, um, for those of you. And um, I'll show that in a minute. But anyway, so cooking tip number seven, seasonal meals. So, what can you buy in bulk? What is it the season for? Um, you can do pumpkins this time of year. As I'm recording, it's October, so I buy pumpkin, um, the the kind that the baking pumpkins, and I make enough that I have pumpkin for the year. So I scoop out the pulp, I put it um, upside down on a cookie sheet, and I bake it until it's um, really soft, and I can scoop out the pulp. And I use it for pumpkin bread, muffins, pumpkin pie, or pumpkin bars. I really like that. And I put them in small one-cup portions so that... I can just make a little bit of it for those who like it. Not everyone likes pumpkin in my family. Um, apples, I buy apples in bulk, um, peel them, toss them with a fourth of a cup of sugar, a teaspoon of cinnamon and freeze them flat. I have enough apples that I bought last year at this time and I still have about four or five bags left. Uh, so I will use them in pancakes and muffins and of course in pie. Uh, going back to the pumpkin, you can add um, a, a squash puree with the pumpkin. I know it, one of our favorites. Um, Restaurants, they're serving that right now, and people absolutely love it. So, um, you know, that's an option. Okay, strawberries we can buy in bulk during um, the February. Strawberry season here in Florida, and if you know if they're not organic, um, and even if they are, make sure you wash them in either a bath of water and, and white vinegar, um, wa- you know, and rinse them dry. I actually use this grape seed extract, um, and I put some of that on the strawberries and then rinse them out. And it's just an idea to try to get some of any kind of pesticides or anything that they're using to keep the bugs off the strawberries. And even in organic, they will. Um, Spray some of them, um, you know, maybe with not as toxic. And for big families, it is very difficult to buy anything organic. So um, if you can, um, you know, go to the smaller farms or farms that you trust uh, to buy those, that would be great because we have them here. And again, you can use them uh, for smoothies or mash them for strawberry shortcake or just eat them regularly. Uh, seasonal fruits and veggies. Be creative. Is zucchini on sale or onions? Can you buy them in bulk? Like lightly um, stir-fried zucchini and onions. If you don't overcook it, that freezes really well. It's a great side dish. Um, You can put it in soups or stews and it's really good. Or onions. Like one time I got so so many onions that I ended up sauteing them and freezing them, so when I and dicing them as well, and then when I needed them for you know making tomato sauce or um, we love um, French onion soup, so if I was making um, something like that, I could just pull out the bag of onions and make it that way. Um, and then the nice thing is when you're doing it in bulk, it kind of takes care of the mess. You don't have all of that mess when you're cooking. So, I was going to share with you my, you know, I'm on an elimination diet. I actually did a podcast about that, which you can find on the network. And I will put the link um, on this uh, podcast uh, so you can find it. And I can have no sugars, no dairy, no gluten, no preservative, um, restricted carbs, you know, with, um, you know, obviously no white flours or any of the grains. And limited fruit right now, our focus is on berries, which is why I'm just loving those strawberries and blueberries. And I've learned so many things that are, um, and I've found through experimenting and cooking, that are really tasty and um, that I will be able to eat and incorporate in my daily diet. So, um, lots of great substitutes, uh, which is another thing that I am learning. Like, we got an avocado uh, mayo, much healthier version for you. And, you know, yes, it does have a little bit of a tang of avocado, but I don't ever use mayonnaise on anything other than um, mixing it in things, like if I had tuna or chicken salad. So, I don't mind the taste. And um, we just made some chicken salad with a purple onion, diced really tiny um, celery, and um, of course the cubed chicken. And then we had um, and actually used it from a rotisserie chicken, and it was really good. And then we put on um, in some fresh dill. And when I didn't have fresh dill, I used ground dill, which was just as good. And in um, some the mayo, and it was really really good. And I loved it. So um, I haven't had chicken salad in so long. I think that may have been one of the reasons I loved it. So if you're on a, a restricted diet, let's say no gluten or dairy, you can still cook for the family with an eye on what you can and can't eat because no one else is on this uh, um, you know, elimination diet with me and my family. So I'm looking at things um, that I can eat that also coincide with what they can eat. So like you can use a baked chicken and, you know, season it and use it for, you know, pulled pork or stir fry. And you can eat a burger with a bit of lettuce instead of bread, which I really like. And it's super yummy. And the meat actually tastes more like steak for me. But listen, you must have some great recipes that or meals that you make that are really good. So if you could, you know, just share them with us. And if you find links online um, where this recipe is, that would be great as well. And let's just share together and help each other out with some of our great cooking ideas. Take care. God bless. And talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com. And the Vintage Homeschool Moms dot com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.